minds tonight. We've given praise, but now it's, it's time to hear what thus saith the Lord. All the shouting is fun, all the screaming and jumping is fun, but I didn't come to just scream and shout and jump. I actually came to be fed tonight. I need some bread tonight. I, I've feasted on my fears. I've feasted on anxiety. I had depression for breakfast this morning, but now I'm going to take a taste of faith tonight. I'm going to take a taste of faith tonight. So let's turn our Bibles. And I love that y'all are already standing because a custom that we have here at New Life Y is we stand for the Word of God. And we're going to start with Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8. Starting with verse 13. Acts chapter 8. Starting with verse 13. Man, I feel like something miraculous is going to happen tonight. Can y'all feel that, like that, that expectancy in the air? I, I feel like lives are going to change tonight. So let me get some more. So Simon himself believed was baptized. Simon himself believed and was baptized and he followed Philip everywhere. He followed Philip everywhere, astonished by the great signs and miracles he saw. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to Samaria. When they arrived, they prayed for the new believers there that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit had not yet come on any of them, they had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Verse 18, when Simon saw the Spirit was given at the laying, at the laying of, uh, of the hands of the apostles of the hands, he offered them money said, give me also this ability so that everyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. Verse 20, Gangster Peter says, may your money perish with you because you thought, somebody say you thought, you thought you could buy the gift of God with money. You have no part or share in this ministry because your heart is not right before God. Repent of this wickedness and pray to the Lord in the hope that he may forgive you for having such a thought in your heart. 23, for I see that you are full of bitterness and captive to sin. Then Simon answered, pray to the Lord for me so that nothing you have said may happen to me. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Spirit of God, fall fresh on this house tonight. Fall fresh, fall fresh, fall fresh. God, we open up our hearts, we open up our minds, we open up our spirits to hear what thus saith the Lord. God, we block our ears from all other things and we tune in, we lean in to what you are going to say tonight and how you're going to say it tonight. So God, we thank you for the breakthrough that 
that's come into our lives tonight. We thank you for the chains that are going to be broken tonight. We thank you for the deliverance that's going to happen tonight. We thank you because we've been praying for it, been weeping for it, writing it in our journal. I just want to be free. So tonight, on the eve of our declaration of independence, we ask that we receive everything you have for us tonight. And we give your name the honor, the glory, and all that is due your praise. In Jesus' precious name, everybody said amen. 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 You may be seated. shout some people online out who are here watching Jessica Martin well, she here <laughs> Teresa hey Teresa I see you sugarfoot welcome yeah um, I'm gonna just let y'all know just cuz I'm a pastor I like to call it uh, I am not your grandmother's pastor like I'm not <laughs> I am not the pastor like hello everyone welcome we're so happy to have you here. Please open up your hymnals to page five. We're gonna sing five hymnals. No, I am really extra and I don't know how to turn it off. <laughs> so uh, I am <laughs> I'm already enjoying. Dory, hey Dory. Jenny, I love you. Uh, it, it's always good to make people online feel like they home too. You don't want people that are online not feeling like they home. So this, this series we're talking about um, is called The Call. The Call. The Call. <laughs> Emily laughed. The Call. And this particular call comes from our, our, our uh, series scriptures. And, um, and I'll read those. I'll read those scriptures. So Romans 8 and 29, we were talking about, for those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? And that is what I want to come to talk about tonight. And tonight, we're going to um, title this part of the series, Protect the Call. Yeah. Write that down. Protect the Call. Protect the Call. So last week, last week we talked about picking up the call. Because the, when we started the series off, we, we were finding out that we were actually called by God. And once you, you're aware of something, I, named, I called it, um, once you're aware of something, you're now responsible for it. Like once I know my tire is flat, I'm now responsible for going to put air in it, right? Or well, I'm gonna be walking around with a car that's not, it's just wobbly. So a lot of us have wobbly faith and we're wondering why our faith is so wally because we won't put the air in our, our spiritual tires. So therefore, what this series is asking us to do, and last week we talked about pick up the call, and picking up the call required what? Two things, commitment and humility. Commitment and humility. 
And today, I want to talk about protecting the call the way that Peter, Philip, John protected their call. The call was meant for you. The call was meant for you. And what we often, what we often miss with our callings is that we think that everybody should be included in our calling, which is not reality because if they were included in the calling, they would have heard it just like I heard it. But Jesus called me by name. The Father called me by name. So therefore, why am I second-guessing this call in my life when I know that it was him that, that who called me? Now, I can ignore the call, even though I heard it. I can ignore the call. I gave my testimony um, a few weeks back about how I ignored the call on my life for 22 years, and I'm 28. So there's only been a few years that I have known and accepted who I am and who God has called me to be. It's almost like running away from like yourself for so long. And you're just like, I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to be that person because that person, it, it's too much work to be that person. Too much work to be the person that God called me to be because that work is called commitment. Yeah. It's called commitment because being committed is very tough. Remember we talked about um, we would rather be in a situationship like we are with relationships instead of being committed. We would rather be, um, did I call it Antoine? What did I call it? Talking? Is that what it was called? Yeah, we would rather be talking. Yeah, we're just talking. We're not dating. <laughs> I know I took you out, but we just talking. And that's what we do with our call. That's what we do with Jesus. Like, God, we just talking. We're not really committed. <laughs> We're not really, I'm not really committed to who I am. But the thing that I love about Jesus is the fact that he works with our insecurities. He works with our blind spots. Let me, let me talk about this. He works with our blind spots, meaning he is okay that we don't see who we are right now because he sees who we will be. And because we don't see who we will be, we don't accept the call in our lives that God is trying to show us like, no, 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 this is who you actually are. You ever had people in your life like, no, 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 this is really who you are, like this is what you really need to be doing. And you're like, nah. <laughs> because there's a certain responsibility that comes with the call, that commitment. And we were talking about Elisha and how Elisha had um, burnt up his plow, burnt up his oxen, just to go leave and be with the prophet Elijah. And if we don't have the commitment to our own call, how can we expect other people who are in influential circles to be committed to their call as well? We're asking people to follow us, but we aren't willing to follow God ourselves. And I'm glad you think it's good because the funny part about this is, <laughs> We have given so much power to having followers. Y'all know what I'm talking about follow Instagram, Facebook. If you don't have a certain amount of followers, you are not important. Anybody ever felt like that? You're like, man, I only got like 40 followers. But maybe God has asked you to steward those 40 followers. Yeah. I can't steward, I can't ask for a room full of people if I can't sit here 
Uh-huh. Yeah. I can't do that. If I can't give you what I gave you in front of this little bit of people, if I, if I can't do that, if I can't be excited about giving that out, what am I going to do with a room full of people? You know what that is? That's a lack. That, no, that is a full-blown amount of insecurity. I'm so insecure about my gift. I'm so insecure about being seen. I feel like nobody sees me. So we do stuff that is so irrational to get us attention. Attention is very poisonous. Attention is very poisonous because attention is asking for people to notice me. Notice me as in I want to be seen because I feel like sometimes like I feel like I deserve to be seen or I feel like I'm not being seen. And the reality is if no one sees you, God sees you. God sees you. And it's hard to get young adults to grasp that concept because we live in an age of, do you see me? We got people that surviving have, have, who are surviving on friendships according to TikTok. <laughs> because TikTok has created a reality that is so, um, and hear me out, I'm not dogging TikTok because I'm the same person who will be up till three o'clock in the morning laughing at cats. So that's me, I know, that's me, that's me. I will laugh at every cat video imaginable. Um, but TikTok has allowed people to, to, it has given people the wrong amount of significance because they feel like they have gotten so many followers overnight because of their viral videos and they really ain't even doing nothing. That's of substance. When you still have people who are actually changing lives with their actions, with their words, with their, with their money, and those people are like, oh, that person's boring. I'm not watching them. I'm not giving them any attention. You want to know why I know that? Because we all have been that person. Some of us are that person now. Some of us is really struggling with the fact of, do people really see me? Do they know I'm here? And the problem with that is when you ask questions like that, you are already questioning God, is the call on my life actually real, or is it something I just read in a book? Wow. Anybody ever felt like that? Is this really who I am, or is this who the preacher is telling me I should be? Because the reality is, I got to trust God with my plan. No, 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 sorry, with his plan. My plan don't work. You ever try something and be like, man, I thought that was really going to work. <laughs> She's like, yeah. She's like, I did that yesterday. No, the fact of the matter is the call is asking us to trust God. Picking up the call, what we talked about last week, is asking us to trust God. It is God who has our best interests at heart. It is God who knows the every fiber of our being, it is God who picked up dirt and breathed life into us. So how can we not trust the creator? Because this is why we have people trusting creations. What do I mean by that? We have people who are trusting rocks 
and stones and this, that, and the third, instead of trusting the person who breathed them all into existence. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's tough because this is a world that we live in as young adults because we are, we're in a stage right now where we can be very impressed upon. Because, if, because we have gotten the wrong, the negative connotations of Christianity and religion, we're like, no, I don't want that. I want something that allows me to do this and allows me to do that. Because we feel like Christianity is a bunch of rules, but it's actually just relationship. It's just relationship. So the fact of the matter is, it's not that Christianity has a problem. We have relational problems. We have trusted, <laughs> am, am I pre, yo, we got trust issues. We all singing Drake every night. Trust issues, oh, oh. Oh, y'all all been saved all your life? I know y'all know who Drake is. <laughs> because the fact of the matter is we have trust issues with the fact that Jesus, <laughs> yeah, Lord. See, the problem is that the reason why we understand the Old Testament so much is because it's rules, regulations, there's, it's cut and dry. But when Jesus is introduced and showing us relationship, we have a hard time with that. Because relationship is a concept that our culture has dictated to us. If she don't look like this, if he don't look like this, I can't date them. If they don't do what I'm supposed, if they don't do this, if they don't do that, I can't date them. If, if they don't, if in four months, if they don't do this, if they don't reach out, yeah, if they don't put out the, the after the next three dates, then they ain't the one. And y'all know what I mean by put out. <laughs> That's a reality of our culture. The culture is dictating what relationship is to us when Jesus showed us what relationship is. Y'all catching this? Because relationship causes us to trust. Relationship causes us to trust. So I'll give you a key point. Antoine, you trust me? Why? Because you know me. You can't trust nobody you don't know. How do I get to know this Jesus that everybody keeps talking about? Because I can't even accept my own call in my life. How can I get to know We would rather read through a textbook than read through this book. <laughs> because this book is the book that reads back. You'll be reading it, be like, um, so-and-so. Oh, I did that last week. <laughs> oh, I was thinking that. We are so afraid of these pages when these pages were put on earth to actually give us life. We feel like these pages are condemning. We feel like these pages are going to talk about us, say that we're, that we're such big sinners. And the reality is we could be big sinners without reading this book. That's so true. <laughs> we can be big sinners without reading this book. The fact of the matter is, who are we trusting with our call? Because if we are trusting friends and humans with the call in our life, we are already in the wrong. Yeah. We're already in the wrong. If I am dependent on you to tell me what my calling is, I'm already giving you the power of God. And therefore, if you upset me, I'm now upset. Wait, you catching it? it when, when you give me the wrong call, see, see, we are accepting calls from the wrong people, and that's why we don't know how to protect our calls. You see, when I knew I was called, I wasn't putting up with all this crazy mess. I wasn't putting up with people's opinions about me, because when I'm called, I'm called. 
The Bible said that he, who he through it, that he called, he also justified. So because I'm called, Maddie, it means I'm justified in my calling. It means I'm justified. So I don't need anybody else to justify me because the Bible tells me that he's going to justify me. We have people who are so afraid to pick up the phone from God because we're afraid what he might ask us to do. We're afraid of what he might ask us to be. We're afraid that he might ask us to be alone for a while. We're afraid that he might ask us to break up with that girlfriend or that boyfriend that don't love Jesus because he's trying to get you to get somebody with somebody that loves Jesus and knows how to love you. Because if you know how to love Jesus, you can love somebody else. So we are afraid to answer the call because there may be weight that comes with the phone call. There may be weight that comes with the phone call. But the fact of the matter is, the call was meant for you. So when Jesus calls you, you can't say, no, not me, Lord. You gotta be looking for somebody else. No, 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 he called you, so therefore he wanted you. God don't call nobody he don't want. He don't call nobody he don't want. If I didn't want, y'all remember the week I called Vince up here? Yeah, I wouldn't have called him if I ain't want him. But I wanted Vince, so therefore I, hey Vince, come on up, man. And that's often what God does to us. He don't say like, oh, therefore I call you. No, he's like, hey man, come, just come, just come. Just, just step into this area so that I can, I really want to show you everything that you are, but you are so far from me. Just keep stepping a little bit closer so that I can reveal to you who you actually are, not the, the, the person that people try to paint you as because of your past. I want to show you the person who you are and who I ordained you to be because I knew you in your mother's womb. I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. I, I set you apart. That's what the Word of God says. So therefore, we are so worried about answering the call because we feel like it's not for us, but the call was meant for you. And because the call was meant for you, you got to protect it. You got to protect it. Protecting the call requires us to understand these two things. And I want y'all to write these down. These two things. The first thing is impact. Impact. The impact of the call is what determines how much you will protect it. The impact of your call, the call in your life, will determine how much you protect it. Because, because I am called to certain things, I can't do certain things. Because I'm called to be a pastor, I can't do certain things. It's not that, I, that I'm like, oh, it's rules are made. No, no, it's, it's because the calling on my life requires me to be a certain type of person because I'm not just feeding myself anymore. I'm feeding y'all, I'm feeding you, I'm feeding you, I'm feeding you, I'm feeding you, I'm feeding you. And, and if I am not, wet, if I am malnourished in the word of God, I'm going to be giving out bad nutrition. Wow. Amen. I'm beginning, out, yeah, wifey, I know. I, I'm gonna be giving out bad nutrition. And that's what's kind of happening in the world. We got a lot of malnutrition Christians giving out bad nutrition. <laughs> they giving out bad nutrition. And because we have so many bad, malnourished people, preachers, teachers giving out bad nutrition, we wonder why Christianity is so malnourished. Because people aren't fasting anymore. 
People aren't praying anymore. People aren't seeking a move of God. They're just coming to church, punching the clock, and then they out. Am I keeping it 100? Yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not here to upset. <laughs> I'm not here to upset anybody, but I am here to shine a light on stuff. Because the reality is you did not come here to hear, oh, I'm so this, I'm so that. No, no, you need to hear a reality check so that you can continue to walk your life in the light of Jesus. So you can know how to answer the call every day you get up. So you can know how to live and walk out your calling, but to also protect your calling. Because just because you call don't mean you won't get attacked no more. It doesn't mean you won't get attacked anymore. And what I love about impact. Impact is one of the things that we do not make ourselves aware of. We don't make ourselves aware of our impact. I'll give you a prime example. I'm still kind of like trying to deal with the impact of who I am as a, as a pastor and how I impact people's lives. So when people come up and talk to me like, oh, Pastor Lincoln, you said something so amazing. I'm like, did I? I'll <laughs> be making jokes up here. I'll be like, are you sure it was me? But they say stuff that I don't even remember. You want to know how I know it was God? Because I know it wasn't birthed from me. I know it came out by the Spirit of God. So as a result of my impact, I need to be aware of that. I need to be, one, first of all, I got to be okay with it. I got to be okay with my impact. I got to be okay with it, my influence. Because if we aren't okay with it, we won't walk in it. We won't walk in it. If I'm not okay with how impactful my life is to other people, my, my on-stage life is to other people, I'm not going to know and how, I'm not going to be able to realize and tailor make the way that I present information to people. I'm not going to be able to impact people the proper way. So if I'm not aware of my impact, how am I going to know how to protect it? So since I'm aware that people are listening to what I'm saying and it's feeding their lives, I watch what I say. Bart, I, I watch what I say because people are listening to me hard. <laughs> they can go to a sermon. Man, I remember you said this in this sermon. I was like, what sermon was that? <laughs> it, it's, you got to be aware of your impact. Because if you're not aware of your impact, you will allow it to be attacked. Yeah. You'll allow it to be attacked. No, no, I protect my mouth. I pray over it all the time because there is power, the power of life and death is in the tongue. So I make sure I don't speak no death. I make sure I don't, I don't speak anything negative. Now, I'm not saying I'm perfect because if you catch me on a Monday, <laughs> right after our Sunday morning worship experience, I'm tired, I'm usually hungry, and I'm usually uploading the sermon on Mondays from Pastor Dave's sermon. And them uploads take a long time, all my day. I'd be like, I thought you were done. <laughs> the reality is I watch what I say on this platform, but the important part that I watch is what I say off this platform. Yeah. I'm aware of my impact so I don't go certain places. Imagine if, and, and you ain't got to tell yourself because we all been there. Imagine if you saw Pastor Lincoln in the club <laughs> at downtown. Like, yo, what's up, man? Yo, what you doing, Pastor Lincoln? You, oh boy, you know I'm them get turned, boy. It's my day off. What? 
And then you come back here and be I'll be like, hallelujah, come on, let's lift our hands and give them, uh-uh, you was lifting your hands to uh, turn up and turn down. Uh-uh, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> the reality is we don't want to have these conversations because we expect those who are on the platform to be perfect. No, I'm not perfect, but I am aware of my impact. I'm aware of my impact. I'm aware of who I am as a man, as a person, as a pastor. So therefore, I don't go places. I don't do certain things because of my impact. Somebody say impact. What is the impact of my influence? You ever ask yourself that? What's the impact of my influence? So influence doesn't mean my followers. Influence means who in my inner circle that I influence on a daily basis, that my sisters, that my mom, that my dad. And please don't disregard that your mom and dad ain't in your inner circle because they need Jesus just like you do. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So therefore, who's in my circle of influence that I need to be impacting? That I need to be impacting. You not, <laughs> you are not out of place to try to impact your family just because you the baby or just because you the kid. No, no, no. There are some sins of the family that nobody else in the family wanted to deal with, but you are built for it to deal with it because you know Jesus. Amen. So therefore, come boldly to those problems. Say, yeah, you got my mom, you got my dad, but I know who you're not about to get. I know who you're not about to get. And matter of fact, since you did get my mom and my dad, I'm going to pray over them like I'm praying over me and my next generation of them. You need to protect the call on your life and the call on your family's life. Yeah. Got to protect the call. We, we, we get called, we be like, oh yeah, the call's for me, this and that, third. you know, I'm going to do my own thing, I'm going to get away from my family. Uh-uh, maybe God is calling you to impact your family. But we too busy trying to get away from them. Woo. We're trying to get away from our family because they crazy. All of our families is crazy. Every single one of them. I got an Uncle Jesse. And I love <laughs> the names to tell you right there. Uncle Jesse is my cat. I love Uncle Jesse. My Uncle Jesse can smoke all of y'all underneath the table. <laughs> Every single one of y'all. Two puffs. I've seen my boy get a whole cigarette. <laughs> I'm not even playing, but that's my guy. I fight for him. I fall on my knees for him. I call out his name in prayer because that's my family. Just because our lifestyles don't match up don't mean we ain't blood. And I say that because I want you to see sinners that way. Woo. I want you to see people who don't know Jesus that way too. Just because we ain't from the same cloth don't mean we ain't blood. Oh my God. Am I preaching, Antoine? Just because we're not in the same brotherhood don't mean we're not blood. Because Jesus died so that we were all underneath the same blood. All right then. <laughs> so therefore, I can't act bougie with my sinner brother and sister because I used to be them. Oh my God. I used to be them. I'd be lying if, Pastor, if I told you Pastor Lincoln ain't never turned up. <laughs> Y'all be lying. I'd be lying if I ever told you that Pastor Lincoln ever drunk before. Yeah, I've done all of that. But you know what? I had a life change because I answered the call on my life. And I turned down those things of old so that I can walk in the things that I was always meant to walk in. 
I turned that old life down so I could walk in what I was meant to walk in. I'm the one who detoured and went to do other stuff because the call was too hard on my life at that point in time. But now, since I've answered the call on my life, I'm walking in it and I'm protecting it. I'm protecting it because my impact. Check this out. The impact of Philip, who we read about a little bit ago, the impact of Philip, let me give you out a story about Philip first. So Philip goes down to Samaria, and Samaria is in all types of hot mess. Like imagine, um, what's a really hot mess city? Somebody give me a city that's really a hot, where? Vegas, yes. Imagine Vegas on steroids. This is Samaria. But imagine Vegas with like witchcraft, with like all types of sin, all types of drugs, all types. Just imagine it. This is Samaria. And one man, Philip, goes to Samaria because Jesus sent him there. Spirit sent him there. And he is up against the ringleader, Simon. And at this time, Simon's name was Simon the Sorcerer. Simon the Sorcerer. So he's, he's a, a witch or whatever. He's a witch. And he's doing all types of turmoil. He's doing all these evil things. And you know what Philip says? I got something for you. <laughs> I got something for you, Simon. Hear the word of the Lord. And Simon lays his hand, uh, Philip lays his hands on Simon, and Simon receives the Spirit of God. Simon gets saved because one man traveled all the way to Samaria for that one man. But the impact of healing that, of, 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 of converting that one man turned into the whole city accepting the Spirit of God. And I'm wondering how many Phillips I'm sitting here with who ain't willing to walk through Samaria. Who ain't willing to walk through Samaria. Oh yeah, Philip was called. Philip had a call in his life. But he went to where the Spirit told him to go. The Father told him, go to Samaria. I got some folk in Samaria that need to know who I am. We got a, all of us are Philip, but are we willing to go to Samaria for the one? Are we willing to go? Are we willing to walk through Samaria? Because Samaria can be our mind full of turmoil full of sin, full of, full of grief, full of anger, full of, full of all types of crazy stuff. Our mind can be Samaria and we don't even want to walk through. We would just rather go to sleep. I'll handle it tomorrow. I'll pick it up. And, and what the crazy thing about that is, it's just like, it's just like when you, how many of y'all got clothes on the floor right now at your house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all got clothes on the floor right now and if those of y'all who ain't got no hands raised, you lying. So therefore, <laughs> You got a yeah. You got clothes on the floor that you said last week. I'm gonna wash those. I swear I'm gonna wash you. I'm almost running out of underwear, so I definitely gotta wash those. Maybe I can split these to the side. I'll wash you later. How come we do that with our lives? I see you depression, but I'm gonna deal with you another day. I see you anxiety. I see you fear. I'm gonna deal with you another day. Matter of fact, I might put you on right now. Yeah, y'all know we wear dirty clothes. Something, <laughs> you like, not me. No, 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 you've had on something that was, you, no, it's good. It's good. Is the pit good? It's good. 
Because the reality is, we would rather put on our old stinky stuff instead of putting on new stuff. Because there is a certain level of man, Holy Spirit, you really whooping me today. We so lazy. <laughs> we are so lazy. L-A-Z-Y, that's what my mama called it, L-A-Z-Y. She said, boy, you so lazy. I'm like, I can't be lazy. And we're lazy because we're like, God, you didn't call me. We already cut ourselves off because we said, God, you didn't call me. I don't believe you called me. Matter of fact, even if you did call me, I'm going to ignore you. I'm going to ignore you because the call that you're giving me right now is so big and so massive. Y'all, just because I said yes don't mean I know the whole plan. There are still some things about my life that I don't even know that's coming. There's some things I don't know that my impact will, I don't know some places that will my impact will take me. I don't know some places that our music will take us as a worship team. I don't know, but I'm going to say yeah every time. Yeah. I'm going to say yeah because I knew what it took for me to get to this point and I know what it takes for me to protect to this point, my impact. So Philip caused a region to accept the word of the Lord, all because he went through Samaria. But it's my next point that helps us understand why we need to protect the call in our lives. We are, we've been sitting here going through this series, talking about, so, oh, the call in my life, I'm going to pick up the call. And some of us have left here and still not picked up the call. Some of us have left here after all this series and saying, I picked it up last week, but I don't know if I can pick it up this week. I got midterms, I got this, I got that. I'm wondering if I want to find a new job. Yeah, your call don't bow down to none of that stuff. That stuff bow down to your call. What am I called to? What am I called to? Being on the stage is not what I'm called to. Preaching the Word of God is what I'm called to. And because I'm called to preach the Word of God, there's a certain amount of commitment and humility that I have to do and I have to bring into my mind, my spirit, and my soul every single day in order to communicate the Word of God effectively. Not loudly, not softly, effectively. Because, y'all, we all know people who preach loud, but you don't remember nothing they said. You want to know why I know that? Because I used to be one of them. <laughs> I used to be one of them. I thought decibels created significance. I thought the decibels of my voice created the significance of my words. I would have <laughs> I could say like, oh, hallelujah, thank you, he'll do it again. And people are like, yeah. And then all they remember is just that part. What about the rest of the stuff I wrote down? What about, what about, what about all the work that I, that I should have put in but I didn't put in? Because I was so lazy as a young preacher, and I'm still young, but as, a, as an early preacher, I was so lazy with scriptures. I was so lazy with actually digging into the word, actually reading, actually trying to figure out a word from God, not a word that I made up in a few moments. Because, and, and, I, and please hear me out, I am not a perfect preacher. You want to hear some cold-blooded preachers, hit up Bishop T.D. Jakes, hit up Pastor Michael Todd, Pastor Stephen Furtick, all them brothers is cold. I am nowhere near them. But I understand the concept of bringing the Word of God. I understand the sacrifice that they have to make daily to bring 
a significant word of God. It's not about decibels. The decibels of my voice are a part of it. That's the part of my excitement. And I see I get more excited. I get more into the word. That's a part of it, but it's not the root of it. It's not the root of it. The root of this thing is me living and walking in my calling. My calling is to preach the word, not to yell at people, not to get y'all hype off of a song. My calling is to make people think about the call on their life. I want you to go home tonight and be like, I wonder if I missed something. I wonder if there's something that I should be doing that maybe I don't know how to do, but I can figure it out. Like, let me talk to God, because that's the first person we should really go to. We often go to the wrong things instead of going to the right person. Ooh, yeah, Lord. We often go to things instead of going to a person. We go to things instead of going to a person. And that person is Jesus. That person is Abba, Father, our God. Because he's the only one who knows the intimate details of our calling. Knows the intimate details of our hurts, of our pains, of our past, our, our current, and our future. That's who we should be going to. So I want y'all to, to leave here. I want, to, I want y'all to leave here with brains that have been, I need to think about that. Is, is there something that I can add? Like, is there something that I can do that I'm not doing now? Should I start sending out scriptures to people every day? Should I make like a prayer chain, like a, a prayer group chat? Should I do this? Should I do that? Should I, should I talk about this? Should I, should I figure out? Should I use my platform with my 40 followers? Should I post some scriptures on my Instagram instead of posting me at fake locations on Instagram? Can I talk about it? People have shamed us because we don't post as much. My calling ain't to post. If I ain't got nothing good to say, I'm not going to post. That's just the point. Of, so I'm like the most boring pastor online probably because I don't post barely anything. Y'all saw me on my story today, and it was almost like a Sasquatch sighting. Is that Pastor Lincoln? <laughs> got a hat on. I didn't even know that was him. Because I don't get my significance and my purpose from folk pressing a like button. I get my significance from God waking me up every morning. I get my significance by God giving me the opportunity to stand on this stage and give you the word of God. That's where I get my significance. I get my significance from people sending me emails saying, you bless me, I love your sermon. I get significance from people texting me saying, I love what you said, I appreciate what New Life Worship OH is doing. I get significance from actual significant things. It's pouring into people's lives. And you know what? Y'all can pour into people's lives as well. Can pour into people's lives as well. But you got to realize your impact. If you don't know your impact, you won't know how to handle this. Write this down. Power. Power. The impact of Philip changed Simon the sorcerer, but the power of the Holy Ghost is what changed the region. Check this out. The impact of Philip, because he knew who he was, that's what changed Simon. But it was the power of the Holy Spirit that changed Simon the sorcerer into Simon the believer. 
We need to stop trying to use our impact. No, you got to use that power that God gave you. When you know you call, there's a certain amount of power that you get. There's a certain amount of power. It's called confidence in God. Because God has called me and ordained me, I got power over the enemy. I got power over things that are supposed to be under my feet, not telling me and keeping me up all night. I got power over bad dreams. If I wake up after a nightmare, I say, "Uh uh-uh, in the name of Jesus, I will sleep soundly the rest of the night. And it is so, in Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, you don't gotta, we don't just use the power of God on big things. Uh-uh, I'm using on, I, I'm gonna be black for a second, everything. I'm using on everything. For y'all that don't know what everything is online, look it up, it's under Ebonics. But everything, I'm not holding back my power for like, <laughs> people often hold back the power of God until everything has gone completely wrong. Yeah, I'm only calling on God when I got a terminal disease. I'm only calling on God when I got cancer. I'm only calling on God when my mama got cancer, when my daddy got cancer. I'm only calling on God when it's really something. But if me having night terrors at night, that's something to me. I need my sleep. We need our sleep. I'm not letting the devil wake me up out of my rest that I worked for and that I wanted and that I prayed for. I'm not letting the enemy keep me up because he's trying to lie to me and manipulate me of coming out of my calling. But because God has called me, I will defend my calling. I will defend my peace because my peace is what I prayed for. And because I got it, I'm going to defend it. I'm going to defend it. I'm not dealing with the devil trying to tell me that my family can't be saved. No, 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 devil. I got something for you. I'll get on my knees. I'll start fasting. I'll start praying because the God that I serve can do anything that I ask him to do because he is the God of the universe. He's a God of the universe. That's who he is. That's who he is. That's who we serve. We don't serve this little bitty God. We serve a big God, a God that we can't even fully comprehend. Isn't that crazy? So if we serve that big of a God, how come we ain't willing to come to him? How come we ain't willing to say, God, protect me today? God, speak to my mind today. Speak to my spirit today. We got to start getting irritated with the devil. I I cannot tell you how irritated I am with Satan on a daily basis because he tries to use my weaknesses against me. He know my mind can go over here. He know my spirit can go over here. He know I can be offended by a few things. I'm sick of him using what I should be using for good. I should be using it as a superpower. I should be using as a superpower. I'm sick of the, is anybody sick of the devil coming at them all types of ways? Is anybody sick? Am I preaching to anybody today? I'm sick of people trying to tell me that my God can't do what I know he can do. I've seen him do way too much in my life. That song said he took my struggle and made a testimony. I wrote that down because that's exactly what he did. He took my struggle and made a story out of it. He took my 
future and made a resurrection because my future was hell sin in the grave but because Jesus came I have life and new life am I preaching to anybody in this house somebody give God a shout of praise because I feel something about to happen in this house we need to protect the call on our lives why are we letting the devil win with our calling why he already beat us for so many years. Now that I know Jesus, why am I going to give him any more wins? It's L's from here on out. It's L's from here on out. I know the one who wins. Why am I fooling with the one who loses? Why am I giving attention to the one who loses? Why? Now, is it because I've kicked it and had a relationship with the one who loses so long that I don't know what winning feel like. Wow. I don't know what winning feel like. I've been a loser all my life. That winning is foreign to me. It's for, it, it, y'all, y'all catching me? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I've been so used to losing that winning is a foreign language to me. You mean I can actually go to sleep and wake up and be okay? I've never had that. So now that, that's the, that's the thing about being a new Christian. When you, when you become a new Christian, there are some, not this church, but, excuse me, there are, sometimes you don't get a roadmap, you don't get discipled onto how to be fully immersed in the Word of God. After you get saved, it's like, I just had this big change in my life. What's next? And some people, it's hard because some people fall off the tracks because they, they, they enjoyed the experience, but they didn't change their lifestyle. They say yes at the altar, but they went out the doors as the same person. It, and, and this is crazy. I was thinking about this today. There are a lot of people, Antoine, that only pick up the call in their life when they ain't here. Wow. <laughs> and, and after they leave out these doors, they turn back into who the devil actually wanted them to be. Sheesh. So I'm going to be called right here, but I'm going to be cast out when I go back out there. I'll be called in church where there's other people, but when I go back out, I'm going to be the cast out because that's what I'm used to. I'm used to it. It's comfortable. It's like a warm, y'all know them Sherpa blankets? Yeah, my anxiety is a Sherpa blanket. My fear is a warm blanket. My not belonging is a warm blanket. Can I tell you that that is a lie, y'all? It's a lie, it's a lie from the pit of hell, but it's definitely a lie. It's a lie. You can have life and life more abundantly, abundantly. Jesus, no, God did not send his only son, Jesus, for you to come to a building, be in an experience, and leave out the same. You want to know what I loved about, and this, I'll probably get an email about this, but you know what I loved about quarantine? It took the idolatry off of the building, because you know we idolize a building. If the carpet, I, I don't like that carpet, or I don't like the way that they do this, I don't like the way they do that. No, no, no. Quarantine took idolatry off of the building and made us really test, 
do I really love Jesus? <laughs> do, do I really love the Word of God, or was I just here for the event? Was I just here for the event? Because quarantine, I had to click on a channel. I had to click on the internet and be like, oh, I'm logging into church today. And it's different online. Online, we do our best to make you feel like you're actually here. But it's different. It's different. And the fact of the matter is, quarantine opened our eyes to like, am I a real Christian? Or have I just been going to church just to go? Anybody ever felt like that? Yeah. Because quarantine, <laughs> quarantine made us deal with ourselves. We all should have quarantines really a lot more. <laughs> Y'all ever heard of that thing called alone time? <laughs> Y'all, I'm finna get married and I go have alone time so much. Am I lying? I'd be like, I think I'm having a me day. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going out to this, you do that. It ain't cause I'm mad at my, at my fiance. It ain't cause I'm mad at life. It's like, I'm gonna spend a few hours of the day doing something, I don't know, I wanna do, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have some free time. Y'all, <laughs> I drive around, I tell you what, I tell you something I do. This is between all of us. Don't tell nobody. I drive from here through Canfield, through Austin Town, Middle Ridge, Niles, Liberty, and then loop back here sometimes. That's my alone time sometimes. Cause I, and you know what I do in that alone time? I be cranking the best worship music I can find. I don't care if it's old, dusty, religion, old time religion, I be jamming. I be bumping Kirk Franklin. Y'all know who Kirk Franklin is? GP, are you with me? Oh yeah, we got a church ain't going nowhere. Yes, Reverend. Yes. If you don't know that song, somebody put it in the chat. Somebody need to know that. Yeah, I be listening to Kirk Franklin, Fred Hammond. Don't get me wrong, I love elevation worship. I love all the CCM music. But sometimes I need something that is gonna to speak to my soul. So sometimes I might have on some weeping music, crying in the car. And y'all know that's dangerous. <laughs> crying in the car and driving. <sighs> you know you ain't got no business driving. Your eyes are full of water. Woo, can't see. Ooh, I feel the presence of the Lord. You're gonna get in a wreck. Stop crying and driving. But sometimes there have been days in my life where I pull off the road. I pull into a parking lot. I pull into a Walmart parking lot and I sit there. It's me and Jesus. It's me and Jesus. And there are times where I've often, come, come with me, come with me. There are times where I've been in my car saying, God, do you see me? God, I don't feel like you can see me. God, I'm in my car crying. I'm in my car weeping. God, I've been trying to figure out who I am in this season. Everything I'm doing don't feel right. Everything I'm doing feels like it's so far away. All my dreams feel so far away. I feel like I'm nowhere near them. God, can you see me? Lord, if you can't see me, can you hear me?
because I need you in this moment, God. Alone time. Alone time. Can I tell you something? The call requires alone time. It requires alone time. This is not meant, this, you're not supposed to be scared of alone time. Because the world has taught us that, oh, if you're alone, you're depressed. No, sometimes I need to decompress. Yeah. I'm not depressed. I just need to decompress. My life is so hectic. I got to go to work. So most of us got to feed our kids. Got to do this. I got to go pick up the dog from the groomer. Got to do this. My mom and dad don't understand. I've been trying to get my mom to read the Bible. I've been trying to get my dad to read the Bible. I've been trying to get me to read the Bible. And it seems like nothing is working because I keep running back to the same disappointment. Same disappointment. I remember there were times still sometimes now. There's times when I'm looking in the mirror, the most scary place in the entire world, the mirror. I'm looking in the mirror and I'm like, is what I'm doing working? Is who I am say that there are days that I agree I'm like yeah it's working I've had more days where I'm saying it's not working who I am is not significant those days where I'm feeling like yeah I am significant those aren't the days when I preach a good sermon matter of fact I keep it 100 with y'all when we released this album and how many of y'all heard the album, the Encounter album? Yeah. Y'all like it? Love it? The night before, I was like, man. God, I hope this album is good. And it's crazy because I sat with it. I nurtured each song. I watched it grow. I watched people sing it. In these, stand, in these stands, in these seats, screaming it at the top of their lungs. And yet I'm in the mirror saying, God, I hope it's good. Because there is something, there's still a seed of insecurity inside of me from somebody else planting it. Yeah, somebody else planting a seed that I never meant to help grow. But every day I watered it unintentionally. Gave it some, some miracle grow unintentionally. Because weeding out what that other person planted or what that other feeling planted, that took a lot of work. Why not just let it grow? That's why we see a lot of weeds more than we see flowers. Weeds grow quick. Not a lot of people are willing to go cut, cut weeds. Flowers. Why y'all think we love flowers so much? Because they're a rarity. Man, that flower looks beautiful. 
go get a bouquet of flowers for our significant others. We're like, man, these flowers are nice. They smell good, look good. We love flowers. How many of y'all love flowers? I need y'all to love your flower enough. Yeah, yeah. I need you to love your flower enough. I know that's hard because all of us are so humble and so so humble like, oh no, I don't care about myself. No, no, no. There's a difference between humbleness and insecurity. There's a difference between humbleness and insecurity. I'm humble about a lot of things. I know I'm good at certain things, but I'm humble about them. But I'm also insecure about a lot of things. Y'all, we worked with so many amazing people on this project. People that only my crazy faith could have imagined that we worked with. And still, I sat on my couch saying, hope it's good. It wasn't a doubt in the musicians. It wasn't a doubt in the vocalists. It was the doubt in the fact that I wrote the songs. I'm like, I don't think anybody gonna like them. Because now it's not exposed to just this house. It's exposed to other people. It's exposed to other people's opinions. That's the one thing about being creative. Creative people are so sensitive because we're we're so creative. We think so far out the box. And when we try to present it to someone, it's usually like, oh, it's so crazy. I, I heard a pastor describe it like this. It's like you have a creative idea and it's like a zoom in car and you drive up, you're like, get in. That's how it is with creative people. So when we expose ourselves, we expose an idea, a creative idea, we're sensitive about it because we think people won't like it, especially if somebody says, well, this was that, and this was this. We automatically like, all of it is bad. All of it is bad. That's what we do with our calling. We're afraid to talk about our calling. I, I think that God is calling me to be this. We don't say that to other people because either we don't trust those people or maybe they're not, they're not really good friends. They're not really the friends that we're actually supposed to be around with. They're actually people that we brought into our lives to, to join our pity party. And as a result, when we try to do something big, we try to, to actually walk into the calling that God has called on our lives, it's hard for us because we're sitting with people that don't even believe in themselves and we're asking them to believe in us. Asking them to believe in us, but they don't believe in themselves. They don't believe in themselves. I, I feel this, and I'm and, I, and I'm gonna talk about it because I, I, I don't want to be disobedient to the, to the spirit of God. There are some people in this room who've allowed parents, parental figures, teachers, professors, bosses, condemn the call on their life. Somebody, somebody has spoke against the calling on your life. And because they had significant roles in your life, you believed them. You believed them. Here's the plot twist. 
story can change. Who they said you were was never who you actually were. And don't blame the humans, blame the spirit that's inside of them. There was a spirit of jealousy. There was a spirit of, I'm trying to figure out my life. I'm not, I don't have time to figure out yours. There was a spirit in them that said these things to you. It wasn't the person, it was the spirit inside of them. So therefore, first of all, can we do something tonight? Let's forgive. Shoo! Let's, let's forgive tonight. Let's forgive tonight. Let's stand on our feet. you, you won't be able to walk into the fullness of your calling if you don't forget the people who called you names, who called you by the name that you actually were. Y'all hear me? Forgiveness. The best illustration of forgiveness that I ever heard in my life was, forgiveness ain't for you. so I can go to bed at night. There are people who I have not forgiven who have kept me up at night that aren't even in my life no more because I'm thinking about them on the day before release. I wonder what they would say. I wonder if they would even like the songs. I wonder if they, if they think I'm trying to do too much. I'm trying to do this. All of that, and they're not even in my life no more. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Tonight, with our hand raised, pick a hand, two hands, whatever you want to do. And everybody should say, I forgive you. I forgive you. Whoever they are, if you know who they are, say their name. I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive you. And I speak a blessing over you. I forgive you and I bless you. Just because you said something don't mean you don't deserve the blessing of God. I forgive you and I bless you. Now the second thing I want us to do, I want you to forgive yourself. I want you to forgive yourself. And I know that may be the hardest thing to do. I want you just to do it tonight. Just say it. I forgive me. I forgive me. I forgive me. I didn't know. I didn't know the way to go. I didn't know how to believe. I didn't know how to think. So forgive. I forgive me. I forgive me for not knowing. There is a spirit of freedom in this house tonight. homes free in their minds I felt a crazy crazy blessing coming tonight so let's not let's not miss it tonight let's not miss it tonight come on come on let's press in tonight come, come on we already here 
we might as well press in. We might as well lift our hands. We might as well say, God, I love you. God, I worship you. We might as well say, God, I give you my life. I give you all of me. With my hands raised, with my heart open, I give you all of me. God, I've hid from you. depends on it. My legacy depends on it. My friends depends on it. I've ran away for too long. Tonight I say yes. 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 Yes to your will. Yes to your way. Yes. 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 You're going to have to fight for this freedom, man. You 
may have never experienced it, may not know what it feels like, and it may be foreign to you. Remember when I talked about you've been so used to living this way and it's foreign to you being this way? I'd come against all of that. You got a call of your life. You got a call of your life. I don't know if you ever had your, heard your daddy saying. I don't know if you ever heard your mama saying. Uncle, brother, sister, niece. I'm saying it. You got a call on your life. And because you got a call on your life, you got to protect it. You got to wake up in the morning saying, I don't care who got something to say. I don't care. I will never be the same after the night. When I wake up in the morning, I'm ready to fight. What you got today, devil? Because I'm free and I'm going to fight for it. I'm going to fight for it. You got to fight to be free. Freedom is a bloody business. It's a bloody business. You want to know how I know that? They beat Jesus all night. They spit on him while he was carrying a cross to Calvary. And he did it because he knew that it cost blood to be free. I'm not preaching anybody today. It cost something to be free. Why do you think we honor our military members so much? Because it costs to be free cost to be free. Freedom ain't cheap. Since freedom is so expensive, shouldn't we treat it as such? I treat my freedom just like my favorite pair of shoes. I got some fresh pair of Jordans that I've only worn three times. Three times! Because they was expensive. I treat my freedom. Woo. I treat my freedom, I treat my peace, I, I treat my sound mind, I treat my joy more. I protect it more than I care about some shoes. Because my freedom, my joy, my happiness didn't cost money, it cost tears. In my car when nobody saw me. It cost me friends that I grew up with that I thought were gonna be here right now. They not here. But you know who is here? Everybody that's supposed to be. You know who is here? My freedom. You know who is here? My joy. You know who is here? My peace. Because I fought for those things and I wish the devil would come against me to come against my freedom, come against my peace. I come against anything that threatens my peace. you got to treat it the same way. You got to treat it the same way. I can already tell this relationship right here, just y'all two, it's good. It's good. Well, I know how I know it. First of all, I've only met you like one time, right? Yeah, out in this hallway. And I remember I was talking to you and your dad. He's like, man, I'm going to come. And you know what? I saw you from someone's house. I was like, oh, yeah. He'll, he'll come when he's ready. And you ready, right? That's why you're here tonight. But you didn't come by yourself. You had the audacity to spit in the enemy's face and say, I ain't coming by myself. I'm bringing somebody with me, devil. I'm bringing, I'm not, not, I'm bringing somebody with me. Because this freedom is enough to spread around. 
I knew you had a good relationship because while I'm praying, this is what you're doing. You wrapping your arms around me. Do you know I wish I had somebody like you in my life? When I was in a stage like that, I was waiting for somebody to wrap their arms around me and say, it's going to be okay. Somebody that wasn't my mom, wasn't my dad, the people who were supposed to hug me. Uh-uh. I was looking for somebody to say, it's going to be all right. And here you is, putting your arms around me. I speak of protection over you, man. I speak of protection over you. Because there's going to be some things that are going to try to rattle you because you made a decision to impact lives. This is what, this is what people don't want to talk about. When you try to impact lives, there are attacks that are going to come against you. But you know what the Word of God says? Sheesh! The Word of God says, we've been talking about the call. Verse 30 says, and those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. 31 says, what then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, then who will be against us? So if God, my God, if God is for you, Who can be against you? Nobody. Protect the call. Because you, when you protect the call, if God is for you, who can be what? Against you. I wish I had somebody like you, man, in my earlier days. Young lady, I ain't forgot about you. Oh, I ain't forgot about you. I was just doing what God was doing. He was waiting on you. I was just waiting to get to you. God has been waiting on you to get to him. Woo! I feel this thing. You know what I love about God? He's so patient. When dealing with people who are so not patient. Y'all know we're not patient. Why y'all think we made Hot Pockets? Because we don't feel like waiting. <laughs> like, I want 30 seconds, and if you ain't ready, he was waiting on you. Oh, my God, I hate you. See, I've been waiting on you, daughter. Because you his kid. I've been waiting on you, daughter. What'd you say? And now that you're here, you all know what's crazy? Heaven is acting up. Yeah. They talk about when one person gets saved, heaven rejoices over that one soul. Man, heaven is acting up. So today, I want to ask you, do you want to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior tonight? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Check this out. Check this out. It ain't nothing crazy. I promise you. It's nothing crazy. Matter of fact, it's real simple. It's real simple. Matter of fact, can y'all do me? Can y'all come right here? Come right here. 
trying to be distracted by nothing. Don't worry about what's going to happen when you get home. Don't worry about what's going to happen when you get in your car. Because this decision right here is going to change the trajectory of your entire family. It's going to affect your home life. It's going to affect your children's life when you have children. So this decision is the biggest, most amazing decision you have, you have in your life. So do this with me. Just raise your hands. I want you to repeat after me. Say, Jesus, come into my life. I am a sinner and I want to be saved. I have run away from you for too long. I admit that I'm a sinner and I want to be saved. I believe that you died and you rose from the grave just for me and I accept you in my heart for all the days of my life come on somebody give him a hand come on somebody act up give yourself a hand now. I'm that really irritating uncle now. I'm him. <laughs> I'm Uncle Jesse. I'm Uncle Jesse. So listen, shout out Uncle Jesse. Listen, y'all. Come down from come down for me a little bit. Turn. Because this is this is the important moment. You made the decision to say yes in this experience, but now you gotta commit to saying yes every day. Being saved coming into the family of God is not an experience. It's a lifestyle. And y'all three, I'm not playing when I say this. I've been preaching to y'all the whole sermon. It's not like I've been taught, I ain't missed anybody over here, but I felt my spirit being long to y'all three. I really do. Because y'all are going to do something in your families. I don't know none of your families. I don't. But something is about to break in your family because you decided to say yes. Because you decided to say yes. But you got to say yes every day. Every single day. Because you know what? The family members that come after you are going to feast off of your yes. I got family members who are feasting off of my yes right now. Family members who used to be on drugs. Used to have drinking problems. Yeah. And we all got family members like that. But now, because I say yes, my mom say yes, my dad say yes, my grandmother say yes, I'm a family that is spiritually healthy. And I want the same thing that my family got just for y'all. So make a promise to yourself and to God today. I'm going to wake up in the morning and I'm going to protect this call of my life. I'm going to fight for this call. I'm going to fight for this call in my life because this call includes my family's call. That's what this is about. That's what this is about. So family, I love you. Pastor Lori, come up here real quick. Because the next step, remember how I was saying that often we can get caught in the moment 
and not deal with the sequence after? Yeah, I don't want y'all to miss that. So Pastor Lori is going to give you some information. Hi, Pastor Lori. That's OG right there. Pastor Lori is going to give you some information. She's going to have to fill out a connect card. This is how we get you into the rest of our family. You know how you get to a family, you start out in the little early phase, you start going to like dinners. I'm just going to go to Thanksgiving. But now we want you to get into all the family functions. Because the next thing I want to do, I want to baptize y'all. <laughs> y'all cool? I want to dip you in some water. <laughs> I want to be a part of this new life journey that you're on now. Is that cool? Because it's about writing stories. So Pastor Lori is going to give you some information. Pastor Lori, you want to take them with you now? Yeah. Just, I think there's a bag or whatever you want to give them. But she's going to take y'all. She's going to take y'all now. Is that cool? I love y'all. Give them a hand real quick. Give them a hand. of what? Our yes. So for the rest of y'all, what you doing? You saying yes? You saying yes every day? Because your yes might lead to that. Online, your yes might lead to that. It might lead to that. You got to be bold enough. You got to be brave enough. You got to be strong enough. You got to be mad enough. To mind the gap for those who don't know the Jesus you're talking about. Hey family, hope you enjoyed the sermon. Listen, be sure to click subscribe to be able to see all of our content and keep up with all of our things that we're going to be posting throughout the year. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and New Life YSU. And be sure to follow us on our website, newlifepoland.com. I hope this sermon blessed you and we hope that you have a great rest of your day. See you soon.